everybody, and welcome back to the Mosaic Campus Church Podcast. So happy that you have decided to join us today. Uh, we are continuing our series looking at the book of James. Uh, we are on week four here. Um, we just got uh, two weeks left, and then we've touched uh, all the main parts of the book of James that we wanted to look at. Um, obviously, there's so much more content that we could have looked at, and so encourage you to dig into James a little bit more. Maybe you want to pick up um, a commentary of your choice to help you work through it, or even if you go on Google Books, uh, you can get previews of commentaries that can help you through uh, just figuring out what certain passages are meaning. And so I hope that you're enjoying this uh, series so far. It's great to kind of work through a book and see how it's applying to our lives, what it's how it's written in the original context, and um, bringing about some of the timeless truths and themes uh, that were written years ago but are still applicable to today. And so today we are continuing kind of James, um, this look at different themes that James brings about within the book or within the letter. And one of the themes that definitely comes up quite a bit is wisdom. Um, and so he addresses um, with in depth um, where wisdom comes from, uh, when we can ask it, the fact that we can ask it of God. But then he also gives a really incredible description of what wisdom truly is, what it's motivated by, um, and what it should seek to achieve. And so we're going to look at that a little bit here today. Um, obviously, we're not going uh, really in depth with these passages. There's so much more that we could look at, questions that could be asked. Um, but for the sake of time and just keeping people engaged, uh, we don't want to make these episodes too long. And so the, the encouragement here is that this gives you a bit of a platform or a foundation to then kind of jump or run off of um, to do your own kind of pondering, asking your own com- questions, making your own conversation with friends maybe of what this means for you in your life. And so there's two main sections um, that we want to talk about here on this episode uh, where James addresses wisdom, um, two in particular that we want to look at. And so one of them is in chapter one. So we're taking it back a bit, uh, going back to where we kind of started. Uh, But chapter one, verse five, he offers a little brief kind of talk about wisdom. And then in chapter three, there's a much more bigger chunk of where he gives kind of descriptors of what wisdom should be motivated by and what it should seek to achieve. And so we're going to look at both sections because it's important to look at the both to kind of see the full picture of what he means by wisdom and uh, kind of what that means for our lives um, as believers or what it can mean for our lives as believers. And so looking at chapter 1, verse 5 first, so I'll read it for you. We'll dig into a little bit, and then we'll look at chapter 3. So he says, uh, if you need wisdom, this is 1, verse 5, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. I'll read that again. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. So this verse kind of comes out in the heels of um, a a chunk of scripture that we looked at um, right at the beginning of this series where James talks about considering an opportunity for pure joy when we face trials of many kinds. And so we talked about how, you know, when we go through trials, it's an opportunity for us to grow, to grow in our character, um, to experience endurance that will help us in the next trial that we may go through. And so James offers this kind of wisdom um, to this group of people saying, hey, you know, when you go through a trial, I know it's awful, but consider it an opportunity for joy because you know that you are going to grow in this. And so right at the 
end of this that kind of you know uh, fairly foundational verses there ones that people really look, rely on in times of struggle he brings about this theme of wisdom which is so crucial i believe because um, it allows us the opportunity to seek God's wisdom in the middle of those trials. And so in 1 verse 5, he really communicates where exactly we do receive wisdom. And he says, ask our generous God. So we can receive wisdom from God, you know, this divine being, this all-knowing, all-powerful, sovereign God. We can ask for his wisdom to help us in the trials, big decisions, life-changing moments that we're going through. Um, and it says, and he will give it to you. And so requesting wisdom from God, to make a request uh, to God is a very common prayer principle. Um, a lot of people kind of frown on requesting things from God because, you know, a lot of times we can be more selfish than we are in terms of um, just spending time with God. So, you know, a lot of times people will talk about how we only go to God if we need something rather than just going to spend time in his presence. And so I, I think you know, there's a truth to that where, you know, we need to go to God to um, to listen to him, to hear from him as he guides us. But there is this other side of it where, you know, through the principle of prayer, we are invited to make requests from God. And James communicates here that we can request wisdom. And, you know, we see this kind of common prayer principle of requests right throughout the Bible. And um, one example in particular, uh, Genesis 19, I think about Abraham, who kind of prayed on behalf of Sodom that, you know, God would spare their lives. Sodom was this place that was extremely messed up. <laughs> you know, they were just at the lowest of the low in terms of following God um, and trying to be their best selves for God. And, you know, God is quite upset with where they are, you know, and he, they have really hurt God and some of their actions and their decisions. And in this moment, Abraham is asking God, you know, I know, you know, the state that they're in, but can you please spare them, um, you know, in this time? And so Abraham makes this request on behalf of God. And so James here, he says, hey, in these trials, if you need wisdom, make that request to God and he will give it to you. And then there's this part that says, you know, he will not rebuke it. Um, and it's tied to this theme of him, him being generous, uh, generous. And, you know, I, I think it's, there's a lot we could get into here about, you know, requesting something and, you know, maybe God doesn't grant this to grant it to us. Um, but I I think what's important here is to take James' message of we are meant to make our requests known to God and and with this posture of he is a very generous God and he is willing and ready and able to give us the wisdom that we need in these situations. Now, there's certain points where maybe what we think we need is not actually what we need and God being all-knowing, having the purest form and truest form of wisdom gives us what we need. And again, it may not be what we thought we needed, but it is what we needed in that moment. And so, but it's important to recognize that when we go to God, he is generous. And, you know, with the, these terms of he will not rebuke it, meaning he is willing and ready um, to give us the wisdom that we need in some of these situations that we find ourselves in. And so this is kind of the first section that James talks about wisdom as it's associated with this trial theme of you know, consider it a pure joy and a op great opportunity when you go through trials of various kinds because it, it produces character, growth, and strength for the next trial that you'll go through. So consider joy. And in that trial, if you need wisdom, 
Make your request known to God. Ask him for it, and he will give you the wisdom that you need. Now, what's cool about this is James doesn't leave you know, his message on wisdom there. Because wisdom can take on various forms, and when it's paired with maybe a heart that's not coming from a great place, wisdom can take on a, um, a form that is destructive, uh, creates dysfunction. But there's, he talks about this kind of pure, true wisdom um, that is something that we should seek for. And in chapter 3, he's talking to teachers in general. Um, and so we're going to read this passage again together as verse 13 to 18 um, and then kind of pull, okay, what does James mean by wisdom? You know, what's wisdom that comes from God and what's mo- wisdom that's maybe motivated by man kind of thing. And so James 3 verse 13 uh, to 18 says this, If you are wise in understanding God's way, and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly and spiritual and demonic. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. And then he says, "But But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace loving. It is gentle at times or gentle at all times, sorry, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And then at the end, it's this, I think, a perfect verse that sums up, you know, what Pete or what wisdom should be motivated by um, or seek to achieve. He says, and those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. So, in this passage, he's speaking to teachers, um, and we kind of grasp this through the use of the words uh, wise and understanding. And um, in a lot of times within writing, um, within biblical writing, when these words are paired together, there's often a shorthand that's used, um, and that shorthand is teaching. So if you see wise and understanding, it means some, you know he's speaking to someone who is teaching. And so he says, if you are a teacher here, it says, show it by works done with humility and wisdom. And so this theme of works comes in again that we've talked about on this podcast as well, um, where James talks about how you know works are important in our faith because they are evidence that we do have faith. You know They don't help us to achieve faith, but our faith should result in works. And so it's easy kind of to make a connection here um, with what James is saying about wisdom with works. Um, and what he says about faith and works, but I, I don't think he's necessarily tying the two together here. I think what he's more saying here is that as teachers, your good works should show humility and wisdom. Um, so them being in the positions that they're in, you know, a lot of what they do as they teach people, as they lead people, as they influence others, it should be motivated by humility and wisdom. So he's not necessarily talking about the works of the believer. He's talking about the works of these teachers, those people who are influencing and leading people. Everything that you do should be motivated by humility and wisdom. And so then he goes in and gets very descriptive in terms of what false wisdom is. Um, And it's quite the exact opposite of humility. (laughs) So he says, jealousy, selfish ambition, it causes teachers uh, to boast and deny truth, uh, and it creates disorder in the community. 
So he says, you know, if you are a teacher, someone who is leading someone, who is directing someone, who is challenging someone in their faith in Jesus, you know, make that be motivated by humility and wisdom. And don't let it be a wisdom that's a false wisdom where there's jealousy there, where you're trying to be a better leader than someone else maybe, or selfish ambition where you're seeking your own kind of power trip. And so you're trying to offer this wisdom that is not for the betterment of the community or for um, God's benefit in the kingdom. It's for your own selfish ambition of you trying to get ahead. Um, And a lot of times he talks about some very practical uh, ways that this gets fleshed out, this false wisdom. So he says it causes teachers to boast about themselves or even to deny truth. And it often creates disorder in the community. And, you know, I'm sure many of us who, if we've been a part of church for a while or any kind of community group, if we've been um, led by a leader who their wisdom is motivated by their own selfish ambition or jealousy you know eventually over time we see how it begins to divide a community as you know some they stick to that leader and you know they're meant to respect and be submissive to that leader but then there's others who see maybe see the jealousy and selfish ambition and so this creates a divide and we even see this in our society quite a lot And so James warns them, okay, you know, there's wisdom, but there's also a false wisdom here that is motivated by these things, jealousy, selfish ambition, um, boasting, all these things. And so then he talks about true wisdom, wisdom that comes from God that, you know, like chapter one, we can make a request for from God. And he kind of gives these, I think it's seven um, different descriptors of what true wisdom is. He says, true wisdom is pure, it's peaceful, it's gentle at all times, it's willing to yield to others, uh, it's merciful, you know, non-judgmental, it's sincere or genuine. You know, all of these characteristics that, you know, to me, they describe someone who, you know, is seeking wisdom for the benefit of everybody. Y- yes, that may so happen benefit them, but it's with this motivation of, you know, we are a community here who is after a common goal and in for some reason, I'm in a position of leading them, and so I need wisdom to do so. And so it's it's motivated by these things of wanting to create peace amongst this community, of being gentle in communicating that wisdom, being willing to yield to others, hearing out other opinions and perspectives. It's merciful. So, so when someone um, messes up or um, you know causes harm to the community, you're you know you're merciful towards that person's actions. You're non-judgmental. So if you know if people don't think that they act or look the same way, you know you still welcome them and part of that community. And it's very sincere and genuine. It's seeking truth. Um, wanting always to focus in on truth for the betterment of that community. And then this last verse that I mentioned in verse 18, I think, you know, James really harps on this um, descriptor of peace very purposefully, where he, he says in verse 18, and those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. And I think this is no coincidence here that, you know, as he's communicating to teachers and leaders of them seeking out wisdom, he harps on the fact that, you know, you are to be someone who plants seeds of peace here. You know, and true wisdom has this sign of peace and is wanting to communicate and grow peace, you know, in your community. And I think that's so important and so applicable to where we are now, where we see leaders, whether it's in the political world, uh, maybe even some of our church worlds, uh, where a leader, you know, you can just quite obviously tell 
that they are not out to seek for peace. <laughs> um, and it's creating so much division and chaos and dysfunction and harm in the societies that they are leading. And I think for all of us, whether we consider ourselves leading or a teacher or anything, as we seek for wisdom, as we navigate all of these different issues that are going around on, on around us, whether it's you know um, restrictions from with this pandemic, vaccine mandates, um, whether it's you know the rise of gas prices, whether it's some of these more serious things and heartbreaking things like this war in Ukraine, you know, as we navigate this and communicate how we feel and our opinions on all of these things, it's so important to lead from a place of wisdom from God that promotes peace, that plants seeds of peace in the communities that we are part of. And I think that's so important for where we are today. And so for anyone who's listening, you know, if you feel like, okay, this is written to teachers, so this you know, rules me out, no. This is definitely written to teachers in James' uh, specific context. But you know, seeking wisdom that creates peace in communities is a truth and a motivating factor for all of us in whatever communities that we're a part of. And so that's my challenge for all of us, um, wherever we are, as we maybe lead our group of friends, maybe as we lead our family home, as we lead in our churches, maybe as we lead on sports teams, as we lead in our student societies, that as we do that, as we share our opinions and help lead people, let's, you know, ask for God for wisdom in that and seek out that pure wisdom that's gentle, it yields to others, and it promotes peace. If you have any questions about this, please, as always, reach out. You can message us on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, you can fill out a contact form as well on our website, mosaiccampuschurch.com. I would love to hear if you have any comments or questions. Um, but as always, hopefully this is something that's challenging you in whatever circle or community you're a part of. Um, but um, just remember this one thing as you seek for wisdom and whatever it is that you're doing and whatever's going on in your life, um, let it be motivated by peace um, in your community. Hope you enjoy, everybody. We'll see you soon.